The Productive Woman, Episode 194. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about some ways to stay focused. You'll find more information and links to resources I refer to in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 194. Before we get started, I've mentioned recently that I have discovered some great non-toxic household products, which I'm getting from Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is a great online store that sources these sorts of non-toxic kinds of things. I have enjoyed their products and their service so much that I actually applied to work with them, and I'm now a Grove Collaborative influencer. And what's great about that is it allows me to share special offers with you. So right now, if you're new to Grove Collaborative, you can get a special collection of three excellent Mrs. Myers cleaning products in their limited edition spring scent, plus a really pretty and very nice quality Grove Collaborative kitchen towel. You'll get the full-sized bottles of Mrs. Myers dish soap, hand soap, and multi-surface spray cleaner. These are products I use every day and really, really love. You'll get those plus the towel for free when you sign up and spend $20 on anything else on their site. And if you do that by using my special link, which you're going to find in the show notes, it's easy to spend $20 there because they have a wide variety of really cool and useful products. A couple of things I'd recommend you check out uh, would be the Method Daily Granite Spray Cleaner. If you have granite countertops, this is something I use and really, really like. Also the Method Squirt and Mop Wood Floor Cleaner. I have acres of wood floor in my house. And I really like this stuff. It does a nice job of cleaning. And again, they're all non-toxic, naturally sourced kinds of products. So you'll get those. Again, you get the free Mrs. Myers trio of cleaning products, the towel, all for free. And your shipping is free. If you're already a Grove Collaborative customer, you can still use my link and you'll get a little something special added to your cart for your next order as well. So to sign up and get your free products, use the link that I'll put in the show notes. So again, go to theproductivewoman.com slash 194 and just scroll down and look for the link for Grove Collaborative. All right, let's get into the topic uh, at hand. One of my words this year is focus. Uh, I did an episode a while at the beginning of the year about uh, how I choose a word for the year. You choose often three words for the year. The big one for me this year has been focus. And a lot of times I got to admit, I struggle to stay focused and I am looking at ways to improve. So I thought I would maybe uh, talk about that, look into it a little bit, do some research and maybe share what I find here. And I'm talking about staying focused in a couple of ways. First of all, the big picture, staying focused on what matters most, our priorities and our goals as we plan our days and as we kind of go about our our, our day-to-day life. And I'm also talking about during the day-to-day life, staying focused on what I'm doing at the moment or what you're doing at the moment and not being distracted. So 
As I said, I thought I'd do a little research into this. I want to improve my ability to stay focused on what matters most and on the, you know, what I'm doing at the moment. And I thought maybe it would be helpful to you. So first of all, what is focus? Uh, one article that I found that I thought was really interesting, and I will link to all these articles in the show notes, uh, according to Dr. Julie Schwartzbard, and, and she's a medical doctor, there are at least three different types of attention uh, that produce our ability to focus and concentrate. And she talks in this one article about selective attention, which is our ability for focusing on one thing while disregarding other things. Second one is divided attention, which is also known as attention switching, uh, and that's for managing and processing multiple sources of information at the same time. And an example the article gives is driving a car. Uh, It requires divided attention because our attention needs to, as the article puts it, toggle back and forth almost continually. Divided attention, the article says, is especially vulnerable to changes as you get older, but both aerobic exercise and practicing switching back and forth between tasks can help maintain this kind of attention. And then the third type of attention that produce our ability to focus and concentrate is sustained attention, the ability to stay focused on something for a long time. And the article says that our brain, well, I'll just quote it. It says, your brain sorts and routes information so you can focus amid all the distractions and input that bombard you every day. It uses sensitivity enhancement to turn up or tune into sensory information like sounds and lights that can help process input more efficiently. The article goes on to say your brain directs focus capability by filtering important information and moving it up the ladder for deeper processing while suppressing interruptions from irrelevant bits and pieces, a function known as efficient selection. So those are the three types of attention that produce our ability to focus, to stay focused. And Dr. Schwartzbard in the article talks about the mechanisms in your brain for dealing with disruptions and distractions and how they work better for some people than for others. And so it's a really interesting article. Like I said, I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. I encourage you to check that out. So what are some of the things that interfere with focus? You know, this is an easy thing to just rattle off a list of things, but I also did some research and, and looked at a number of articles, some of them kind of medical journal, psychiatric kinds of articles. And, um, uh, including this one that quoted Dr. Schwartzbart or that she wrote. And so looking overall at all the materials and just, you know, my own personal experience, and you can kind of imagine what some of these things are that would interfere with focus. Uh, among them are poor diet, poor nutrition, and hunger interferes with our ability to stay focused. Dehydration, lack of sleep, stress, anxiety, your environment, like noise and visual disruptions. Of course, medical or emotional or psychological problems can interfere with focus. Dr. Schwartzbard in the article says that, and I'm quoting here, any serious issue that affects your health, mental or physical, can hurt your focus, including sleep apnea, toxicity from heavy metals, traumatic brain injury, stroke, ADHD, learning disabilities, visual disorders, dementia, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and 
and emotional trauma. So those are all some of the things. In addition, there are medical conditions like thyroid problems and anemia that can affect our ability to focus. In addition to the things I've already mentioned, our focus can be impaired by alcohol or drug abuse, by hormonal changes like menopause, pregnancy, premenstrual syndrome, those sorts of things. Lack of physical activity can affect and impair our ability to focus. And of course, just general distractions like social media, cell phones, the internet sort of all those sorts of things. Those are all things that can interfere with our ability to stay focused. And so I want to talk about some things we can do to improve our focus and in the areas that I talked about at the beginning. So starting with um, the big picture kind of thing. And I think most of, for me, most of the issue right now is staying focused in the day-to-day, you know, staying focused on the task at hand instead of getting distracted by other things and, and, um, not, not finishing or not working efficiently. But the other sense that I talked about was staying focused on our priorities and goals in the way we manage our life. And so there are a couple things we can do in that big picture sense to stay focused on the priorities we've set for ourselves, the values that drive us, and the goals that we've created. And the number one thing I think is to keep them visible. It's real, you know, we've talked in past episodes about the annual review process and the goal setting process and all of that. And we go through that process and we come up with these goals based on our priorities and our values. And we put a lot of thought into that. But then you get into the day-to-day life and it's easy for those things to sort of slip out of our mind unless we're really intentional about keeping them front and center. And so keeping them visible and top of mind is important. And there are a lot of little things we can do to make that happen. Uh, Number one is to write them down, you know, whether once or maybe periodically write them out. Just that connection between handwriting, you know, our hand and our brain when we're writing helps cement things in our thinking. Uh, Once you've written them down, put them somewhere where you're going to see them. Post them on your mirror, post them on your desk. Create some sort of physical reminder of that goal or that priority that you want to focus on. I think of um, of my friend and mentor, Natalie Ekdahl, who's talked about how at, at one of her conferences, all the participants got a stone and they wrote a a word on that stone that represented kind of a priority or something they wanted to focus on. And they keep that in their home, on their desk, various places like that. So that's something we could do, create some sort of physical reminder of that goal, that priority, whatever it is that we want to keep our minds on, keep focused on. Make it part of your decor. There's lots of things you can get at various uh, stores. Uh, Hobby Lobby, I think of, is a place that I could go to and get. There's lots of different decor pieces that maybe incorporate a phrase or a word that's relevant to one of my goals or or one of my priorities. And so I could get something like that, whether it's just a a pretty thing to hang on the wall or, or whatever, but that keeps that 
in front of me that I'll see it all the time. You can also wear it, get a piece of jewelry that incorporates that goal or symbolizes it, that priority for you and wear it regularly. So those are, you know, those are all things that we can do to keep those priorities and goals uh, visible and in front of us and remind ourselves of them. On the other hand, all of these kind of physical things, even if it's something you've written and stuck on your mirror, it's real easy for those things to just become part of the scenery over time and you just no longer see them. So we really have to be intentional about keeping it top of mind, reminding ourselves to think about it. And so there are some things we can do to do that, to make that happen. One of them would be to schedule reminders. If you use a digital calendar or a reminder app, you can create a, like a recurring little reminder that will pop up on your phone, on your computer or whatever, just a word or two or a question or whatever that will automatically you know, pop up in front of you periodically and you can schedule it once a week, once a month, every day, whatever you need, whatever works for you to remind you to think about that goal or about that priority. And maybe it's a question like, is what you're doing right now moving you in the direction of accomplishing your goal? That could be a question that you could create kind of a, a recurring appointment in your calendar that would just pop it up as an alert or a reminder in your reminders app. Another question maybe is, you know, would be something like, when's the last time you worked on your X project, whatever the project is that's important to you? Just something like that, that you use the technology to remind you periodically uh, to to do these things. Put it in your task manager as a recurring project that you're going to see all the time. Another way to do it would be to schedule regular meetings with an accountability partner. If there's a, a project, a goal, a priority that you've set for yourself that you feel like you're not making progress on because you just, it, you know, you forget to do it. You don't do it. Creating accountability to somebody else can make such a huge difference in that. And so find a buddy to, uh, to hold each other accountable and schedule regular meetings. I know, um, people that say they have someone that they'll text each other each day in the morning with, these are the two things I'm going to do today with respect to this thing. And at the end of the day, we, they text each other again and say, Hey, did you do those two things today? Something like that. Find an accountability partner, find someone who will help help keep you thinking about whatever these priorities and goals are. Um, you know, not to make a plug for it, but a lot of women have found, I've personally found in, in participating in a mastermind group that it helps me to keep those priorities front and center because there's that accountability of regular meetings and knowing that the other folks in the group are going to ask you, you know, what you, you said, this is important to you and you're going to take this action. Did you do it? And just knowing that someone's going to ask you is often enough to keep it in your mind and motivate you to get going on it. So those are some ideas for staying focused on your priorities and goals in that kind of big picture way. But like I said, what I really was thinking about when I first thought of this topic for this episode is staying focused on the current task. I I don't know about you, but I have found myself over the last few months so easily distracted when I'm working, whether it's on 
you know, a legal matter, you know, a, a document I'm drafting for a client or, uh, you know, working on sometimes on outlines for the, the podcast or various things that I'm doing, the book, the book proposal that I'm supposed to be working on. I sit down to work on it and my mind's just going everywhere else. And I have a really hard time staying focused. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of those causes that we talked about earlier that the doctor uh, and some of these other articles refer to as potential causes for why I'm having a hard time staying focused at times. Um, But in the meantime, what are some things that we can do to help creative environment where we can stay focused on whatever it is we're doing, whether it's, um, you know, working on a project for work, working on our, our side project that's important to us, having an interaction with a person, you know, we get so distracted by lots of things. How can we stay focused and in the moment of whatever it is we're doing right now? How can we create an environment where we're more likely to do that? So here are some things that I thought of and uh, that ideas that I got from my research in preparing for this episode and really trying to, you know, find answers for myself. So the first one would be to get rid of distractions. Uh, And there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, one of the big reasons we have a hard time focusing these days is there are so many things pulling at our attention all the time. So much noise, uh, both literal and emotional and every other way. And so find ways to get rid of distractions, especially as you become aware of what's more likely to distract you. So for instance, clear off your workspace. Uh, One article I read from the Harvard Business Review said, keeping a clean work environment, both physical and digital is essential to your ability to stay focused. And so, um, again, that, that, in this art, that article had some really good ideas. So I'll link to that as well. If you want to follow up and, and read a little more, but clear off your workspace. When you sit down to work on a project that requires focus, get everything else off your desk, except what you need for that, that whatever that project is. Uh, the second thing is to turn off all your alerts and your devices, turn off. And I've talked about this before. I have turned off the sound alerts and the pop-up alerts for my email, which means I have to remember to go in and check my email pretty regularly, but I, it's not going to pop up and interrupt me if I'm in the middle of thinking about something. Turn off you know, all those, those kinds of alerts, all those other devices, put your phone away, turn it off, put it in a drawer or another room, because I, even, even just putting it face down on your desk is not enough. If, especially if you've got alerts on and it buzzes when you get a message or something, even if you don't pick it up, just that momentary buzz that catches your attention is enough to distract us. And it takes time to get back into focusing on what we're working on. Generally, you're going to want to turn off things like the TV and the radio and other things making noise. We've talked about um, the, you know, some of the resources that are available to help us that maybe will help us focus. Something like Focus at Will that plays a, a certain type of soundtrack that's scientifically designed to help you concentrate. There are some Spotify 
playlists that you can use that are designed to help you focus. Other than that, though, uh, it's probably best to turn off all the other stuff. Close the browsers. If you're working at your computer, close all those extra browsers and apps and have nothing on your screen except what you're working on. And consider using an app like Freedom or, oh, I can't think of the other one, but I'll find it and I'll put a link in the show notes, that you can actually set it up to lock you out of social media and various uh, tempting websites for a predetermined period of time. So even if as you're working, you think, oh, I want to check Facebook, you can't, it won't let you in. Um, And so something like that can help get rid of some of these distractions, help you to focus more. Um, Similarly, create a workspace that's conducive to focus. So you've gotten rid of the distractions, but there are other things that maybe you can do to your workspace that will help you focus. Think about the temperature. There are studies that say the ideal temperature for focus and and work in an office, for instance, is between 70 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, if I did the, uh, the translation or whatever correctly, that's between 21 to 24 degrees Celsius. Um, anything warmer than that, your productivity starts to drop. There are studies of these things. If it's too cold, you can't focus because you're distracted by trying to stay warm. So, you know, at least according to these studies, it's between those those that kind of span of degrees is ideal for focus. But figure out what works for you. Um, so, and get your workspace at the right temperature. Think about the light. There's an article that I've linked to that says natural light is best for focus and concentration. So if you can have natural light in your workspace, that's best. If you don't have a window that will let natural light in, there are certain types of light bulbs you can get that mimic um, sunlight, daylight, consider something like that. Certainly have, if if you're a desk worker, a good chair that's comfortable and supportive um, and a, a desk that's at the right height. Those kinds of things, just your physical comfort can make a big difference in your ability to focus. You might also try, I've been trying this and it seems to help, but maybe it's just, maybe it's psychological, maybe it really works. If you know more about this, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But um, diffusing essential oils. There are certain essential oils that are are said to promote focus and concentration. Um, certain kinds of like peppermint and I forget what some of the others are. I'll try to find link to some articles that I've found. So I have a diffuser in my office now and I've been trying that. And like I said, it seems to help when I diffuse these these certain mixtures of essential oils. And honestly, I'm a little bit of a skeptic, so I don't know if it's just all in my head that I, because I, I, you know, I think it's going to help me focus. It does, but either way, if it works, it works, you know? So there you go. Another thing we can do to help stay focused on the task at hand is to set a timer and for, for some particular period of time and work without interruption until it goes off. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to one that I saw recommended by, there's a YouTuber called Amy Landino, and she does a lot of things about about video kinds of things, but she has some really good videos on uh, productivity-related topics, and 
Um, she did one where she showed these kind of cube timers that I thought were really cool and real easy to use. So you don't have to get your phone out to use that as a timer. So I'll put a link to those. I, I haven't got them yet, but they look like they would work really well. And it's something I'm considering. Um, but setting a timer and, and putting kind of some boundaries around the time you're going to work and then reward yourself at the end of that time. If you, you know, you stay focused until the timer goes off, then you take a break and then you come back and do it again. Um, certainly in, in this whole idea of trying to stay focused on what you're doing, we've, we've talked about this before. We've got to stop multitasking trying to do two things at the same time, or for a lot of us, you know, three or four things at the same time. Uh, there was a study cited in one article I read that, that says only 2% of people can multitask effectively. For the, the other 98% of us, it does more harm than good. This is from an article called Eight Things That Are Killing Your Focus and How to Concentrate Better. And it was really good. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes. The article goes on to say, if you've become so accustomed to multitasking that you aren't sure how to make it a day without doing so, try this exercise. Give yourself one task for a set amount of time and only allow yourself to work on that. During the allotted time, when something comes up that you would normally work on simultaneously, stop and write it down. After the time is up, look at your list. Let it help you determine what things are truly most time sensitive, how to prioritize, and a good plan for your time management. And you'll soon find your ability to focus improving. So I think it's the the concept here is that focus and concentration are kind of like muscles that we can um, strengthen. And this is a way to do it. You'd start with, maybe you start for 15 minutes, I'm going to work on this and nothing else. Uh, and gradually over time, you can lengthen the periods of time that you can stay focused on a task. So that's something I'm going to work on. The next idea is to, uh, to help us stay more focused or focus better is to leave white space in your calendar. Back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back meetings and appointments and events are really hard on our brain. We need transition time. We need space in between appointments and, and activities and things in order to think well and not kind of get our, our brain messed up. A Harvard Business Review article that I mentioned earlier, it's called The Two Things Killing Your Ability to Focus. And the, that writer says... One reason so many people have a hard time staying focused is a lack of margin. You cannot be on top of your game if you run from meeting to meeting. Switching tasks and contexts is difficult for the human brain at any time, and that ability degrades throughout the day. If you want to avoid wasting time and burning out, add buffer time between each meeting. For every 45 to 60 minutes you spend in a meeting, make sure to take 15 minutes or more to process, reflect, and prioritize. And I, I think if you think about it, if you go from one activity to the next with no pause in between, your brain's still trying to process what you were just doing, whether it was a meeting or an appointment or whatever, a, a, just a project. 
your brain's still trying to process what happened there when you go into the next one. And that's creating a distraction as you work on the next thing or you go to the next meeting or whatever. So leaving that white space in your calendar in between events is uh, really important for our brain health and our ability to focus. The next thing we can do, we need to work on, and I know this is easier said than done, okay, but we need to get enough sleep. There was an article on LiveScience.com that says sleep deprivation can impair what's known as selective attention. Remember, we talked about that um, in, the, in the the article by D- Dr. Julie Schwartzbard. She talks about selective attention, which is the ability to focus on one thing and tune out the other stuff or disregard the stuff. And sleep deprivation interferes with our ability to do that. Um, so we need to, you know, we need to get enough sleep. Uh, an article on HuffPost called Six Ways Sleep Benefits Your Mind says studies show shut-eye can help you remain sharp and alert throughout the course of your day, making your to-do list feel way more manageable than it would without sleep. Even naps can help boost your focus. Sleep also improves learning and problem-solving skills. And the articles go into a little more detail about that. So getting more sleep is critical. And we all probably need more sleep than we get but do what you can. If, if staying focused is an issue for you, as it some, uh, sometimes is for me, then we need to think about how much sleep we're getting, the quality of sleep we're getting. Similarly, eating foods that promote brain function uh, will help us stay focused. And I, again, will put links in the show notes to some articles that explain the science behind how certain foods can improve our brain function and improve our ability to focus. And these articles uh, recommend foods like avocados, blueberries, leafy green vegetables, salmon, dark chocolate, not, you know, not the milk chocolate, but dark, the darker, the better, walnuts, extra virgin olive oil, and eggs, all are things that are mentioned in these various articles as um, improving our brain function and promoting brain health and helping us to focus better because of the way our brain works. So think about that. Think about also hydration. Uh, Over 70% of your body is composed of water and the brain apparently is between 80 and 85% water. Every bodily function, including those of the brain, depends on water. According to the resources I consulted, the average person in the United States drinks less than a quart of water per day, less than so less than 32 ounces. But this one article said, according to the Mayo Clinic, the average adult loses more than 80 ounces of water every day through sweating, breathing, and eliminating wastes. So if we're losing over 80 ounces and only taking in less than 32 ounces, we are dehydrated. And the article tells us that dehydration causes your brain to shut down and not run at full speed. And so therefore, the article goes on to say that some of the mental symptoms of dehydration include brain fog, afternoon fatigue, focus issues, Okay, so there you go. Depression, anger, emotional instability, exhaustion, headaches, sleep issues, stress, and a lack of mental clarity and acuity. So, you know, if we're struggling to stay focused, one possible cause of that 
is we're not getting enough water. We're not, we're, we're dehydrated. A study that was cited in one article says that women who were dehydrated had headache symptoms, loss of focus, fatigue, and low mood. And they react, uh, this article said that it impacts women more than it does men uh, in these areas. So something to think about. Specific tips that the experts gave with respect to staying well hydrated is, first of all, don't wait until you feel thirsty because by then you're already dehydrated. Just regularly drink a glass of water. And uh, second of all, they recommend that you drink 12 to 16 ounces of water as soon as you wake up because uh, if you've been asleep for however long, that's several hours. You know, the overnight time is kind of the longest period of time we go without taking in fluids. And we're, you know, we may sweat and all these other things. So we are dehydrated when we wake up. And so that's why they recommend drinking a couple big glasses of water as soon as we wake up and then continue drinking water regularly throughout the day. At least eight glasses of water a day is what they're recommending. So that's one of the things. There's lots of these health things, the nutrition, the hydration, the sleep, those various things. In addition, another thing we can do to improve our focus, if if our lack of focus is chronic, and especially if it's stress-related, we can find ways to manage the stress. And there are a number of things we can do. We've talked about the, uh, some of those things in past episodes, but just quickly, um, you know, one one thing, one way of managing stress is to practice mindfulness. Start your day with a simple meditation practice instead of looking at your phone first thing. That Harvard Business Review article quotes a Stanford psychologist who recommends this as a way of managing stress, which impairs our focus. And the article says, meditation is a way to train your nervous system to calm despite the stress of our daily lives. When you are calmer, you are are more emotionally intelligent and make better decisions. So that's from that Harvard Business Review article. And so meditation is a way of training ourselves to stay calm and therefore more able to think clearly and stay more focused. And so that might be a way to help deal with the stress, manage the stress of life. Another way for uh, to help with managing stress would be journaling, maybe just getting the things off your mind and, and kind of working through your feelings and your thoughts about it in a journal. And finally, finding someone to talk to, uh, whether it's a therapist or a, you know, a caring friend, Uh, sometimes just having someone to talk through things with can help reduce that stress level, help us find ways to to manage better. And then the last thing that I had for uh, helping us stay focused on the task at hand was sort of mentioned in one of the articles that I uh, quoted earlier, and that's to keep a notepad and pen handy all the time, you know, when you're working on something, so that when something pops into your mind and distracts you, something you need to do or, oh, I got to you know, remember to buy eggs when I go to the store or 
uh, you know, somebody, I need to call so-and-so, whatever. When something like that pops into your mind, instead of letting uh, it continue to distract you, just take two seconds to jot it down on the notepad and then get back to work. It really can help rather than having these things rattling around in our brain or worse, interrupting our work to go do something else. Just um, you've set aside the time to work on whatever it is you want to be focusing on. Some other idea or thought or reminder comes to mind, jot it down, set it, set the pen down and go back to work. Uh, and the more we practice that, the better we will get at staying focused. So I hope that some of these ideas are helpful to you. I would love to hear from you. What do you think about this? What sorts of things distract you when you're trying to focus on work? How do you manage those distractions, whether it's in the day-to-day or just in the, you know, the big picture of life? And how, so how do you manage those distractions and stay focused on what matters to you? I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this because this is an area that I want to grow and improve. And uh, I'm hoping we can share ideas with each other. You can share your questions, your thoughts, your suggestions about this in the comments section of the show notes, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 194. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the uh, Productive Woman Community Facebook group if you're a member there. I'd love to continue this conversation there because I I learned so much from you all and uh, I'd like to continue to exchange ideas. If you want to share your thoughts about this with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think that's it. A couple of quick things. Reminder before we go uh, that I'm, I'm accepting questions for that Ask Me Anything episode coming up later this summer. Uh, it's summer in the United States and the Northern Hemisphere <laughs> in July. Uh, you can email your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or I'd love it if you'd consider leaving a voice message by clicking on that voice, leave a voice message button on the website and uh, and give me your questions. I'm going to answer as many of them as I can and uh, hope, hope to make that an interesting episode for you. And finally, remember to visit Grove Collaborative using my link in the show notes to get, uh, if you're new to Grow Collaborative, that, that Mrs. Meyer's limited edition spring trio of products, plus the pretty kitchen towel, all for free. And the shipping for your entire order is free when you sign up using my link and, uh, and just buy $20 worth of product. And again, for those of you who are already Grove Collaborative members, uh, if you use my link, you'll get a little something special free added to your next to your cart for your next order. So just go to the sh- the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com/194 and watch for that link for the Grove Collaborative offer. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I really appreciate you spending your time with me. I hope you found something that's helpful to you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, 
laugh and succeed at noodle.mx.